0: to this particular episode. Uh, This is another Neville Goddard lecture from 1966 titled Christ and Man. And this is a very short lecture, uh, about half of his normal lectures. So let's get into this. Neville tells his audience, Christ is the reality, the God that is in man. It is he who breaks down the dividing wall between himself and man and makes of the two one new man. Is this all done on the other side of the veil? Or is there something that we can do on this side of that dividing wall? Let me share with you a story of a very dear friend of mine, one who has had most of my experiences. Listen to me carefully, for God speaks to man through the medium of dream and unveils himself through the revelation or through revelation. This is his letter. I awoke at six o'clock in the morning. It was too early to get up, so I decided to lie in bed and do some purposeful imagining. Then this thunderous voice came from within me, declaring, "I am God. I am self-contained. I am self-sufficient." It kept repeating these words over and over and over until finally I said to it, I know, and I'm trying to do something about it. But you are speaking so loudly, I cannot imagine. But the voice continued, I am God. I am self-contained. I am self-sufficient. Over and over again. It seemed to me like rape if you can't prevent it, relax and enjoy it. So I did, and fell asleep enjoying this declaration. Okay, I know that sentence there is probably really controversial or triggering, but, I mean, that's just what it said. Um, Then I found myself in a vast desert of nothingness. Not a blade of grass, not a shrub, not a cactus, nothing but an infinite desert. I'm holding some golf balls in my hand. I throw one and instantly a beautiful home and yard appear in technicolor. I throw another and a second home and a yard appear, this time with people around it. Taking another ball, I threw it across the way and a wonderful putting green appeared. Then a man at my side said, isn't that terrific? You put the ball right next to the hole. And I answered, no, I don't do it that way. I put the ball down and put the hole next to it. Then I created a huge gate and we walked through it into a miserable scene of dilapidated house and a streetcar in the last stage of decay. I took a ball and tried to throw it, but no matter how I tried to release it, it would not leave my hand. Then I said to myself, Maybe it is beyond my power. And as I contemplated this scene, the ball was released, and the house was transformed into an ultra-modern hotel, as the streetcar became a streamlined bus, which quickly moved away. It was so easy for me to create out of nothing, but when I came upon a scene out of the past that I know to be a fact, I couldn't change it, for I couldn't let go of the past. But I persisted and persisted, and I was eventually rewarded, as a house was turned into a glorious new hotel and the streetcar into a streamlined bus. Then, he said, I came upon a scene which resembled the Miracle Mile on Wilshire Boulevard, with an island up the middle. But, in place of the usual well-dressed men and women, I saw young boys in messy pants and girls in bikinis. So I decided to throw another ball, and as I did, they were transformed into beautifully dressed ladies and gentlemen, dining under umbrellas and served by elegantly dressed waiters, Then I turned to my friends and said, you know, maybe I should have left them as they were. Now, he's a very humorous man, may I tell you, and he always sends his letters to me on a humorous note. So he added, and I awoke not a moment too soon. Now God speaks to man through the medium of dream. Although there were no golf courses 2,000 years ago, the word ball appears in the 22nd chapter of Isaiah. When you read it, you think God rejected a man, but all of these sta- are all of these are states of consciousness. God rejected the state, not, as o- not its occupant, for God is playing all the parts. But we are in states. Then He turns Him into the one whose shoulder the peg will be nailed, and on Him will rest the burden, the responsibility of the house of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the 10th chapter of 1 Samuel, the prophet Samuel speaks to Saul, saying, The Spirit of the Lord shall come upon you, and you shall be turned into another man. God rejects the state of Saul and turns him into an entirely different state. Now listen carefully to what you can do on this side of the veil, to break down that wall between the two and make up two, one new man. Jesus came into the world preaching the gospel of God, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Believe my testimony, for all the promises of God have found their fulfillment in me. Believe my gospel and repent. For the story of Christianity is to conquer by forgiveness, and forgiveness tests man's ability to enter into and partake of the nature of the opposite. When you see anything in a dilapidated state, it is a past state, old and fixed. But you can change it by throwing the ball, if at first the ball will not leave your hand, because of the obvious facts before you persist. How long, O Lord, must I forgive the brother who sins against me? Seventy times seven. Do it, and do it, and do it until you succeed in letting go of the past, and seeing what you wish in its place. Persist, and persist, and persist, until you can actually let it go. Jesus tells the parable of the woman who comes to a constable who, although he didn't fear God or respect man, rose and gave her what she wanted because of her persistence. Her constant comments forced him to give her what she desired. The story is also told of a man who came at midnight wanting something to feed, a stranger in his house the man from above said it is late and my children are in bed and i cannot come down and open the door but because the man persisted he was given what he wanted you may think there is no way out of your present turmoil but i don't care how fixed that seeming turmoil turmoil is if you persist and persist and persist he who is from above has to come down and grant your request Practice repentance on this side of the veil while the work is going on in a hidden manner on the other side, and the wall will become thinner and thinner until the shell is broken and Christ is born. And who is he? I am. After you break the shell, it's not Jesus, and you, there is Jesus only. And on that day the Lord shall be one in his name, one. It was so easy for my friend to create out of nothing. When he threw the ball in the vast desert of emptiness, a beautiful home and lawn instantly appeared in Technicolor. Another ball and another beautiful home and yard with people all around. Then a golf course and a gate through which he and his friend passes. Now he views pictures of the past, a home decayed beyond repair, and an ancient streetcar. Desiring to change them, he discovers that he couldn't let go of the past but he persisted and eventually succeeded. He realized that it only took five seconds for him to create out of nothing, but it took so long for him to change the past. Although the ball had left his hand, he felt that it wasn't going to work, but it did, as the house became a beautiful hotel and the streetcar, a streamlined bus. Then the transformation was easy a long Miracle Mile, for he had succeeded in taking that which was ancient and having transformed it. He changed the boys and girls into ladies and gentlemen without hesitation. That's what you and I are called upon to do. In the earlier gospel, the book of Mark, we are told that after John, reasoning consciousness, was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. What he is saying is, believe my testimony, for all that I tell you is but the fulfillment of scripture. Standing before you tonight, I can say, unschooled, unlettered, unknown, uneducated by human standards. Yet scripture, the only reality in the world, has been fulfilled in me. Everything in this world will pass away. But God's word is forever, and his word is being fulfilled in everyone. God is not condemning any man, for they are only states, and we must learn to distinguish between the occupant of the state and the state he occupies. God does not reject man, but the state, and he puts man into another state. I know that since this man heard my message years ago, he has been daily practicing revision. Revision is repentance, and revision results in repeal. When you revise a memory that is fixed, you have repealed it. He repealed the dilapidated home and streetcar. Here is a new man fulfilling the 22nd chapter of Isaiah. Although the word golf ball is not there, the word ball, that which turns upon itself and repeats a memory image, is. But holding the ball in his hand, the symbol of God's power and wisdom, he persisted and exercised his power. You have that power, tested by bringing seemingly hopeless case Uh, before a seemingly hopeless case before your mind's eye and revise it persist in revising and until you can let go of that ball by feeling the breath of relief because it is done if tomorrow does not bring the confirmation or next week wait for it is done and in a way that no one on earth could devise it it will become or it will come into your world and you will see the results of what you did So I ask everyone to practice revision, revise the past. I don't care what it is, revise it, and the past will conform to your dream of what it ought to have been and appear before you. Then the new man will rise within you, and it will no longer be you and Christ, but only Christ. We are told in the ninth chapter of Ezekiel to follow the man who is clothed in linen. He will go through the city and leave a mark on the foreheads of men, women, and children. Follow after him, and every one who does not bear the mark, whether he be an old man, an old woman, a maiden, a young boy, or a a child, slaughter them, and your eye must have no pity. Then in the 22nd chapter of Revelation, he turns, and those who have the mark come before him. They see his face, and and his name is on their foreheads. That name is Jesus, and Jesus means Jehovah. He only redeems himself. Don't think because of this strange imagery that there are those who are lost. Everyone at a certain moment in time is slaughtered because of the state he is in. But the play goes on and he plays other parts and still more parts. Until finally he plays the part of the selected one. And in that final part the mark is on his forehead. And the name Jesus is his own. So in the end there is Jesus only. Everyone will be redeemed. Infinite mercy steps beyond and redeems man in the body of Jesus. There is only one body, only one God, only one being. So when you are redeemed, you are he. So tonight, begin to practice the art of repentance, for everything can be redeemed. Now, repentance is not to feel remorseful or regretful. I don't care what you have done. You don't have to feel remorseful about it. You had to do it because of the state you were in at the time repentance is practicing the art of moving into the opposite state you don't feel sorry for yourself and wallow on some weeping wall when you repent your sins may be as scarlet but through repentance they shall be white as snow does not matter what a man has ever done he is only expressing a state when in the state of murder he must murder or in the state of the robber he has to steal we condemn the occupant as though he did it but he is in a state when she entered wittingly or unwittingly. So Blake said, I do not consider either the just or the wicked to be in a supreme state, but to be every one of them in the state of sleep, which the soul may fall into in its deadly dreams of good and evil, when it left paradise following the serpent. Scripture tells us there are two things which God finds impossible to forget. The first is our failure to believe that I am he, and the second is the eating of the tree of good and evil. Man's unwillingness to believe that I am he is the fundamental sin. For God, whose name is I Am, became man that man might become God. My unwillingness to believe that I am he who causes me to breathe, to think, and to move, as well as going through life condemning good and evil, as I see it, is unforgivable to God. But then comes this wonderful revelation. I know from the Lord Jesus Christ that there is nothing unclean, in itself. But any man who sees anything to be unclean to him, it is unclean. And as he lives with it, his state allows it to be seen as unclean. That's life. On this side of the veil, let us practice repentance and transform any unlovely past. Let the mind store a past worthy of recall, for eventually everything that is unlovely is going to be destroyed. And all the Although the mind seemingly banishes, man does not, for man is God. In the real sense of the word, there is no death for really nothing dies. The actor leaves the stage and seems to be gone, but he isn't dead, for the supreme actor is God and he is playing all the parts. The deceiver and the deceived are his. I have deceived and I have been deceived, therefore I am both. After I have played every state, I am called upon to believe the testimony of one who has experienced scripture, then to constantly practice this wonderful art of repentance. Repent and repent and repent. As you see someone in need, change him. That's repentance. You could argue with him, tell him it serves him right, that if he hadn't done what he did, he wouldn't be paying the price. But do not condemn him. He is in a state and must reap the results of the state into which he has entered. It is only a state, and since the occupant is is immortal as you are, you can repent and place him in a different state. It does not matter what you have done. You are immortal, and one day you will hear the same words my friend heard. I am God. I am self-contained. I am self-sufficient. Right now the same voice is screaming in the depth of your soul. It hasn't stopped since the beginning of time, but the wall is too thick for you to hear it. But when the wall becomes very thin, you will hear it. He heard the words as the wall was breaking, making of the two, one new man, thus bringing peace. That's what you are told in the second chapter of Ephesians. I bring peace by breaking down the wall that separates the two. Have you ever lived in an apartment where the walls are so thin you can hear your neighbors whisper? Practice repentance, and you um and you will become so, and your walls will become so thin you will hear God, the eternal I am, and you proclaim what He is, I am the everlasting, I am eternal, I am self-sufficient, I am self-contained, I am God. He heard the voice so loud and so persistent that he decided to test his power, which symbolized itself as a hand where the ball was placed, then he created. Changed and revised all demonstrations of God's power that he now knows himself to be. Revise and drop it as you drop the ball. Release the past and hold on to the vision of what you want in its place. With this power, you can completely redeem the past. And God requires the past. And although your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Now, let us go into the silence. All right, so there we have Neville Goddard's lecture from 1966, titled Christ and Man. All right, thank you so much for joining me uh, today for this episode, and I will see you all next time. All right, bye now.